Welcome back. I respectfully disagree podcast episode 106. Uh this is going to be a fun topic today, man. It's um every now and then I go from sports or current events and things like that and then I'll throw in a fun topic here and there. And with everything that's going on right now, it's it's definitely a lot to talk about. Um, haven't forgot about the NBA Finals, talking about all that. And, uh, Curry, Durant, then with uh, some of the historic decisions that's been going on with our Supreme Court, had a few friends reach out, want to talk about that. So it's definitely a lot going on that can be discussed. But today's episode... Um, not sure if a lot of people are Star Wars fans or not, but I'm going to go ahead and, and lay that out here right out the gate. This episode is going to be about Star Wars. And first of all, I want to welcome Corey back to the podcast. My man, it's a blessing to be back here. You know, it's always great to converse with a fellow uh sports fan like yourself especially when you know my school had the number one overall draft Look, you took it out again. you took it out of my so, mouth man I, I was going you know. there i was going there because uh you was actually on uh the episode we talked about march madness mm-hmm. you being a duke fan and all that good jazz and sure enough your boy went number one man number i one actually wasn't surprised by that were you no, um, a lot of people were thinking Jabari Smith was going to be number one, and he, he's a talented player. He just didn't do it for me this season. Like, once again, I'm I'm biased. I think, truthfully, truthfully, uh, what P5 did, what Paulo did this year was phenomenal, fantastic. Um, I think he's going to be the next LeBron-esque type player hopefully Orlando can keep their number one overall draft pick this time and not let them end up on the Lakers <laughs> 10 years look I now. saw that post floating around too I saw man. I saw it as well it's like everybody Lakers is want to rob everybody of their talent and you know put them all on their team but uh you you know he did a lot of great things went head to head with uh Holmgren uh and, and Gonzaga back in uh, I think it was like early December or November. I can't remember when it was, but but we went head to head in the first half. He was killing them, giving them buckets by the boatload. Um, the team Duke had this year was the best Duke team, I think, in the last uh, – was the best Duke team, I think, since we won it all in 2015. Um, and, you know, he was the star of that show and a star of the team that had five NBA draft picks. So – you know, I, man. I wish I wish we would have had more hardware with those five NBA draft picks. Don't I, I don't really want to. I'm still got a yeah. the, the 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 dagger still in the heart. The I'm dagger still in the we heart. don't even go down that road because, you know, no. uh, but, but that, was, that was tough. man. Here's one thing I thought was very interesting from my observations of you guys' program over there. The the Wildcats. How is it possible that the best player that the player gets drafted highest on your team didn't play a single game. Didn't like, how does that make you feel? Like, honestly. This is the second time that's happened to a Calipari team. You know who the other player was? Canner. 
in his canner. Number yeah. three overall in his canner. Crazy. So here's the thing, because like we've we've we touched on it. Um, I believe on that last episode, because I was just like, to me, I get it. Kudos to Calipari for turning the program around, bringing all the attention to Lexington and the city benefited from that tremendously. Kudos to him as a recruiter and all of that. But I feel like as a coach, he just doesn't have what it takes and he's turned Kentucky into a halfway house, in my opinion. I've, I've, I've been saying that for years. And to me, this is just more proof. Like, okay, the kid is an uh, early transfer, uh, early high school graduate or whatever. And you think, okay, cool. We already know the kid is box office. He's got talent. They're going to pull all the strings that they can pull to try to get him in second semester. We're going to hit the ground running. And... Okay, he's cleared, but now it's like uh, we don't know if he's gonna play. He'll he's just gonna set it out till next year, and then once you started hearing all the rumors of like, okay, this kid literally might be a lottery pick, and it's like you already knew where that was gonna go. Like you can't fault the kid for making Doing a business mm-hmm. decision. Like who's gonna turn down an opportunity at millions of dollars just to say, hey, I'm loyal to the university? Trust me, I get it. I get it. There's a lot of guys, a lot of times do guys have left from like, God dang it, man. I wish you would have stayed. Like people were on me on Twitter the other day for saying, I, I thought Tyus Jones should have came back for another year. I said, Trevor Hill should have came back for another year. I mean, people were thinking he was going to be top 20, top 25. And he goes in the second round, like number 40 something to the Knicks. Like, you know, these guys, I get it. You, you have an opportunity and to go but man you know college basketball college sports in general is this it's never going to be the same um for better or worse i like to see these guys get uh the money that they're getting i i can't fault them for it i feel i feel bad for some other athletes and some other students that aren't able to reap those same benefits because you know they're in the wrong sport or, you know, I've been, uh, I've been working my butt off to get to this point academically for years and I'm still having to come out and pay $40,000, a year to go to the school or more, you know, where, where do I get any benefit uh, like these guys do? You know, I can't dribble a ball. I can't throw a football or anything like that, but, you know, I, I work my butt off to get into the school compared to some people that, you know, I had to get like a fifteen, sixteen hundred on my SAT, and some of these guys just had to be able to breathe. And and and, and you know, it it sucks. Right. It, it's life ain't fair, you know. Um, but you know, it is what it is right now. Hopefully, hopefully, college athletics gets to a really good place to where um, we're not always having to worry about guys uh, like we are now, and and females as well, because I know in in college basketball on the women's side they're getting their money but they're still not getting what you know the exactly. men's side is getting exactly. um and probably track track female athletes are getting money but they're not getting anything close to what a football player would get or uh, a male track athlete probably so you know hopefully we somebody gets their their due and it just levels out but you know 
Right. It is what it is. And it is, it's going to take time because I feel like at here, I'm going to say, I'm going to give it three, three to five years before somebody's going to have to come in and make some kind of rules to where it's going to have to balance itself out. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned uh, Jones. I feel the same way about Tata. Like, tremendous kid again. All season, it was like projection. He's a lottery. He's a lottery. And granted, in all the big games, in my opinion, it showed where he wasn't necessarily ready for that level of competition, in my opinion. And then how we went out in the tournament and his performance, I was just like, I don't know who's in this kid's ear. But then it's like, okay, you think about some of the NIL deals that he had, Porsche and Gatorade and stuff like that. So it's like, in his eyes, the red carpet has already been rolled out. He has a taste of that lifestyle. Why not go try to get the rest of it? Mm-hmm. But then he drops all the way down to what, 29th? And I'm like, late. Oh, man. Like, to me, why not come back? Big O came back. Why not try to run it back? And say, you know what, last season, we just didn't put it together, but we're motivated to try to do something. Do it again. Right. Because you guys are going to have the talent, um, of course. And with your best player, national player of the year, coming back, a guy that was a monster for you guys. I mean, he's he's like a Julius Randle um, evolved hybrid type of player. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's talented. and you know, you bring back a guard like Ty Ty, a second year guy. And I mean, <laughs> Auburn, you already saw what Auburn is losing. Uh, right. Tennessee ain't going to be like that again. Um, who's the other team? Arkansas may have some guys back, but really, you guys should, if Ty Ty returns, even Sharp, if he would have come back and play. I mean, that's three guys right there that would have been, you know, that are obviously NBA talent on the team. That I mean, you guys right there would have been explosive beyond measure. And and like a, if my man Wendell Moore would have came back, if Trevor Keels would have came back, along with the guys we got coming back right now. I mean, my God, I think exactly. I mean, a Duke a Duke UK Final Four would have been inevitable. So. But man, look, we we talking sports. We could go right, on ahead right. and do that for but it's, another it's day. It's fun though, and I, I love it. I love it. You're right. I love it. So, the whole point of this post, all right. Like I said, this is for Star Wars fans out there. Um, Obi Wan Kenobi series on Disney Plus. Um, now I will put this disclaimer out there because I know there are some like die hard. Star Wars fans like hardcore they know all the ins and outs about everything and this is where maybe this conversation will give me an opportunity to educate myself on things because I am a fan of the series but I don't know if I know all the bells and whistles of everything so when I saw that the Obi-Wan series was coming out I had no idea of the background anything that was going to detail So when I sat down and watched the first episode, I was blown away. And I was like, okay, cool. This is going all the way back to when they were kids. Now, hold on, because I don't want to put too many spoilers out there, just in case people hadn't watched it or whatever. We're going to try to have this conversation without just 
completely ruining it. it. People, right. Look, but I- <laughs> when I saw that timeline, I'm like, okay, I was like, nah, this is dope. This is cool. And I'm one of those people where I, I try to let a few episodes build so that way I can watch two or three of them at a time. And then, you know what I'm saying, just let it kind of build. So then once mm-hmm. I saw, I was like, okay, season uh, for conclusion, I'm like, wait a minute, bro. Like, this is only five or six episodes. Like, what? So then I saw your post. And your post was like, Obi-Wan is slash was bad. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, people really don't like this. So then I saw some comments, not only from you, but from other people on the internet. It was like, Disney has ruined Star Wars and da, da 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 And I was like, wait a minute, what am I missing? Like, out of the nine films, out of the Mandalorian, Han Solo, mm-hmm. Rogue oh, I, One. I got them all ranked and ready for I'm you. I'm sitting there like, I enjoyed them. Like, I was entertained by it. So I was like, I want to have this conversation not only for myself, but maybe for other people out there that are interested in this conversation and I'm going to give the floor to you. It's completely yours because I was blown back by that. So elaborate before we dive into uh, ranking some of these films and things like that, like dive into your remarks in terms of that Disney ruined it. Well, this goes back for really everything that we've come to experience from Disney Star Wars for the last five, six years, ever since they came out with episode uh, seven, The Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. Um, And really, uh, with this show in particular, I think is it wasn't the tipping point. The tipping point happened a long time ago. We're just at the bottom. We're at the bottom of the hill um with the rest of the garbage that's that's over this is just one all here we go typical yeah who cares what what we have here is another uh bait and switch and you know we were sold um uh, a ticket of goods oh this is gonna be obi-wan story we're gonna see what he's been doing since you know episode three revenge revenge of the sith we're gonna see how he's what what all he's been dealing with and stuff like that. But really what this show turned out was it it turned into the Reva show, a character that um, one Disney created, created out the thin blue um, and really focused much more the storyline around her, you know, plotting and trying to get Obi-Wan, but then really, you know, without having to spoil it she's trying to work her way up to someone else but at the same time uh obi-wan is really he's really shown to be uh the figure that we see at when we're first introduced to obi-wan in the original star wars movie uh new hope Mm -hmm. is a character that you know is wise he has great strength among him. He's uh, a man that he knows where he's going. You know, he's he's grounded. And the, the Obi-Wan that we have right here is a, a fool and a coward. He is soft. He's weak. And really, this goes with a lot of uh, I mean, Disney Marvel is a big culprit of this. 
um, they take a lot of these strong male characters that we've loved and absolutely emasculated them and ruined them. And, just, and, and they've done it to build up their own Disney Star Wars characters that they create. So you take a strong Obi-Wan, you ruin him to build up Reva. And it's like, why are we doing this? Okay. Okay. From that perspective, I see what you're saying. Because going into it, like I said, I had no idea what the expectation was or what character. I didn't do any kind of research. And that's kind of how I am now here of late with anything. Like, I don't want to see any previews. Like, even with Thor, yeah. can Ray come out. Oh, that's going to... That's going to be another great one, too. Another great, terrible. Mar- so that's what I'm saying. It's like based yeah. on little clips that I've seen, I'm like, I have no idea where they're going with this. It looks cheesy, da da da. But I was like, I don't want to read into it. Don't want to see nothing. Like when I go in there, I don't have no expectations. Just sit down and watch a movie. So, like I said, when I saw that and I saw her character, I was like, I was intrigued by it. Mm hmm. And then on top of the fact that a lot of the backlash that she was receiving mm-hmm. and that that's expected because they've done the same thing with the force awakening with Finn. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like at that point, I found myself kind of rooting for her. And I'm one of those people where I'm a big. I like the dark side. Of course, we did a, a top 10 villains episode and forgot what episode it was, but it's like Darth Vader's he's up there for me. So to see all of that and to see them introduce him and blah, 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 like I was blown back by it. So listening to you and listening to your explanation, I get why people would feel that way. So it makes sense. But I still enjoyed it. Well, you know, there are parts of this series as a whole. Um that I enjoyed. I think the scene where uh, Reva finally confronts a person that she was after this whole time Mm -hmm. and that person just completely overpowers her. And I thought that was marvelous. It was probably the best uh, choreographed action scene of the show. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the end of it, I'm just like, okay, get rid of her. <laughs> get rid of her and be done with her. And, and that's the thing is like, you could tell once that scene is over and the last episode begins, like, really, oh my God, I hate, because I, I don't want to spoil it for people that right, haven't seen right, it, but right. I feel like I'm about to spoil it, but like, there's some con- there's huge continuity issues that occur. You have the starship chasing after Obi Wan and his people, which is literally hours, maybe not even hours later, after they get away. And then at the same time, you see Reva back on Tatooine. One how. How does she get from that? Is a question that I had because how I, she, go ahead, go ahead. My bad, my bad. No, you're good. I'm just like, how then? How does one get from where you are, you're injured and wounded, to another distant planet somewhere far off? 
You don't have your ship. You don't have anybody. They literally left. It's like, it's like, hey, bam, pal, I'm gonna shoot you. Okay, <laughs> leave you for dead, and then two hours later, you're in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. How? I mean, that's two states away. How did you? How, how is that possible? It's not. You know that what, is man. that is what we were led to believe, and it's like it's stuff like that that bothers me with Disney Star Wars because. The writing of it is so lazy, so sloppy, and yet they put it out there for us to just, oh, yeah, I'll be a happy little pig and consume all this without even thinking about it. Yeah, because that's exactly what's going to happen. Like, there's like Star Wars is one of the biggest franchises ever. So it's like people are going to gobble it all up. And I swear, I came into this ready to hit this I respectfully disagree button. And 10 minutes in, it's like, you got me already convinced. And it's like, that is one of the frustrating parts on mine. That is my one complaint. I felt like there was so much more that they could have done with that series. Mm-hmm. You even could have stretched it out into seasons, in my opinion. I, I honestly, I would have rather seen what they've done and what they've done with previous Star Wars shows. I would have rather them not do anything with this oh, I, wow. I would have rather us not get any of this because here is what disney star wars is going to do they're going to like i said they're going to take our characters that we've loved they've already done with han they've done with leia they've done with luke you see they've done it with open one and they're going to ruin them because the people that are running these shows are talentless hacks i mean the people that wrote this show didn't even know that anakin skywalker and darth vader were the same person Think about how crazy that is. You probably didn't even know that, did you? Look, no, not at all. The people that are in charge of these shows are talentless hacks. Absolute talentless hacks. The only thing they do, the only thing they want to do is put in their agenda and have that agenda run the show. The most annoying character on the show is Princess Leia. You want to know why she's the most annoying character on the show? Because she's supposed to be 10 years old, first of all. I've been around 10-year-old girls. My niece is 10 years old. You have a daughter that's about that same age. That girl is not 10 years old. That's like a 6-year-old, okay? She's so annoying, and but she seems to know it all and then on top of that she just runs rampant and does whatever she wants to do she has her little droid lola thing here and it's oh yeah me and lola are just in the woods having fun da, 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 da. i'm gonna go run off in the woods and then <laughs> she, some random guys come out of nowhere to kidnap her one how is this possible where's the security at around here alderaan where is like what it's so it's so lazy and sloppy. They what they do is they say, "Hey, we want to get, we want to get Obi Wan and Leia together somehow, and then this is how we're gonna do it." Boom, boom. Oh yeah, that makes sense. We're gonna have her take her from this. Well, how are we gonna do that? And see, and, and all this show did was basically retcon everything that we know about Episode Four. Like, really, you're going to have uh, so many of these main characters in, com- coming together, interacting for the first time, but yet they're not going to know about this one huge major event that basically links them all together. What? What are you talking and, about? And that's my complaint. 
because I was like, okay, there's so many different angles that they could take with this, considering the fact that, okay, they're introducing us to them as they were kids. Mm-hmm. So we can go all the way along till they grow up. And that's where the relationship between Leia and Obi-Wan kind of bridge to where she's like, okay, here's a new hope. Help me, Obi-Wan. Like, I'm yeah. thinking that this is where we're going. But then, like you said, it's like, boom, 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 boom. It's over. And I was just like, okay, that part I will agree. Like, this is just lazy writing. Like, this was just da-da-da-da-da. But now that you are going into depth, I see it. I see but, everything that you're saying. But, bro, it's like if you've seen, let's take um, The Rise of Skywalker. Have you seen that? The last Ooh. Star Wars movie? Okay. The worst part of that entire movie, which is, to say the least, this, I mean, that movie is just, it's the worst Star Wars film ever made by far. Nothing will ever top that. This is going to be. They go to the planet where the second Death Star is and they have this random dagger that they found on this random planet you know where i'm going and it is this dagger this is they get to saying this exact same point and you hold the dagger up to the death star and you're going to supposed to look through it you have to like you don't understand like how stupid this whole theory is you have to literally stand at the exact the exact spot all right on the ground for this to work. And now for it to work, this thing would have had to be made after the Death Star 2 was destroyed and crash landed on this planet. But yet this weapon was made long before the Death Star was destroyed. So yeah, that everything about it is lazy, it's worthless, it's infuriating and so oh disrespectful to the true Star God. Wars. Man, you might have just ruined my whole conversation. I never thought about that. I never thought about that. And let's go back to that movie once again, like Emperor Palpatine. We all saw Emperor Palpatine fall down the long shaft and get vaporized in Death Star 2. How is he alive? And that's how is he alive? That's one of the parts that made me excited about the movie. Because I was like, okay, he's back. Like, this is genius. In my it, mind, I'm like, this is genius. Oh, it would have been great if they would have said, oh, yeah, this is a clone of Emperor Palpatine, which if you know the Star Wars lore, the expanded universe of Star Wars before Disney bought it, Emperor Palpatine had several young clones that came back and fought against Luke and Leia and all those guys. He was four strong. He had great ships. He had great armies and stuff like that. That would have been a great way to go. They did not go in that direction. They just said, hey, he has somehow manifested himself to come back and he's been hiding on this planet somewhere far, far off that nobody can get to. But he got there himself somehow, <laughs> some way. <laughs> he got there himself some way, somehow. And yet he's been there for, I mean, between episode six and episode nine. Not episode six and episode nine. Between yeah, episode six yeah. and episode nine is like thirty to forty years. Time have passed, okay. And in that time frame, we learn first of all, we learn that spoilers for this. Ray, the bestest ever, 
is his grandchild somehow because Emperor Palpatine had a child with somebody we never see. And this is my what I hate. Don't build a story and base that story off of something that happens off the screen and have it have the audience have to react to something that happened off the screen that's accept that is what no, that's lazy, that's terrible writing. It happens all the time. I hate it. I but can't can we, stand it. But can we not say the same thing about Anakin in a sense? What about Anakin in a sense? He what, just kind of popped up. Nobody knew where he came from. Well, and well, this we, is where hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on before you say that. Because you touched on something, and that's why I said in the beginning, this is an opportunity for me to learn because I don't consider myself a Star Wars person, hardcore like fan, because I didn't know the things about uh, Palpatine and the clones and stuff like yeah. that. So that's interesting to me. So I don't know if that's where you're going to go with the with the Anakin thing, where if you're a true Star Wars fan, you would know, blah, blah, blah. So mm-hmm. educate me, please. Because that's how I kind of looked. I was like, okay, you look at episode one and then boom, there's this kid. He's all this knowledge and he can see things and this and that. And then boom, we win him. We win him. uh, He's no longer a slave and we bring him and this and that. And then the rest is history. So it's like, I don't know. I felt like there was a lot of similarities. I think with Anakin and I, I get that point. I think it's, it's easier to accept that one because it's the beginning okay. of it and not the end where we're learning about more of who this Ray character is and everything. Um, from what everybody believes Anakin's father is, they want to say he was conceived as like space Jesus, you know, like, exactly. Cause that's like how I looked Je- at it. Like the Jedi force some like, combined together and basically impregnated his mother Shmi and like he was born of the force like because his father is never really talked about um, from anything that I've ever seen or, or heard I think that's one theory that is still common out there but you know you have that and I think George Lucas wasn't really sure where to go with it so he just didn't touch on it at all which is fine now, maybe if there was a book out there somewhere that I haven't heard or read that said, oh, his father was a slave that died or whatever, or long before he, or at, shortly after he was born or whatever, you know, I think that would be fine as well. But this whole, oh, Ray Palpatine has been on this planet for however many years. Her parents dropped her off here to escape from the emperor, and yet what like where yeah. her parents come from like it's it, it, all this stuff is just like why why does this have to happen then you have oh my god you have so many run you have the um god dang it the uh the guy that was supposed to be in charge a big baddie that gets killed in an episode uh in the last jedi in the throne whatever his name yeah snope uh emperor snope or whatever um this Yes, that was a character that we would have loved to have seen, you know, more of. What's his backstory? Just to see that he's a clone puppet being ran by Palpatine, however many, like, come on, like, why? There's There were so many better stories that Disney could have used when they 
first took over the Star Wars brand. That would have been so much better than what we got. So many more great stories that could have been told. I mean, like this that's the fact that they made the sequel trilogy. And the biggest ripe is you didn't have one scene where it was Han, Luke, Leia, and Chewie all together at one time on three. That is so you know what? You right terrible. You're That's right. so terrible that you have this great franchise. I mean, Star Wars is beloved for its storytelling, the bond that these guys had, the, the things they overcame together, and for you to bring that back. You have all the characters alive to do so, and you don't take the opportunity to do so is so terrible. Man, I was ready to argue with you all day, and I can't. Oh. But no, we, I, I can go more. Let's bring it all the way back. All right. It, we're talking about The Last Jedi. And The Last Jedi, okay, they are running away from these gigantic empire-type starships, you know. <laughs> and this one ship, this one ship is running away. It's like, oh, yeah, um, the ship is like two miles in front of us, but we can't catch up. It's, it's a very small... Uh, ship and vessel, but we can't maneuver around this ship to block it. Even though there's like 80 of us in one of this ship, we can't do nothing about it. We can't send star, we can't send star fighters, we can't send TIE fighters after it or anything. So we're just gonna keep letting the ship, you know, just keep you know moseying down the road. And we're gonna keep shooting at it though to kind of get it. But then we're oh, not man, gonna you, get man, it. Man, you are killing oh and the God. same thing happens. The same thing happens in episode six. You have Vader's main starship is coming after Obi-Wan and his ship the exact same way. You see, there are starfighters in these, there are TIE fighters in these vessels by the dozens and dozens that could have gone out and Bing, 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 you know, disabled it, destroyed the craft, whatever. We don't have to keep doing this slow roll. Oh, yeah, you're going to keep flying around dodging my lasers for eternity. We don't have to do that, okay? Now, I will agree with you in a sense there because as I was watching episode seven, eight, and nine, that's where I saw, like, okay, I feel like these are just carbon copies of what we've already seen. You just switch up the characters, but overall on premise, we've seen all of this. Like it's literally the same story. So when you think about it in that sense, I can see where people are like, okay, Disney's just lazy. Like this is terrible writing. This is terrible. This. And like you said, they had the opportunities to bring all these characters and give the people what they really wanted. And they dropped it all. It's insulting. It's insulting to your intelligence as a Star Wars fan. It's like, because you know what these ships are capable of, all right? We've seen these ships overpower. How did the, the opening scene of the very first Star Wars movie is Darth Vader's ship literally overrunning the ship that that Princess Leia is on and capturing it, swallowing it whole. You mean to tell me yeah, this ship can't right. do the same thing? You're it's the right. exact same ship. You're it's the right. exact same ship. And you're meaning to tell me 
that in all this time they were capable of doing that, they didn't do so? Really? You can't use a tractor beam to disable that ship and say, yeah, I'm going to bring the ship in? And see, that's, it's, it, it's so infuriating to me. Like, when Disney Star Wars is bad, it's really, really bad. When it's good, you have stuff like Rogue One. You have stuff like Mandalorian Season 1, you know? Yeah, Mandalorian was awesome. Yeah, it, Mandalorian was really good until they started letting Baby Yoda run the show, and now it's the Baby Yoda show. Because you will see, look, go out there and look at most Star Wars stuff. You will see Baby Yoda everywhere. He's become the main focus of the show. Matter of fact, he's become so big for Disney Star Wars, he's taken over other shows. You watch The Book of Boba Fett. The last that is one that I, I haven't watched. Go ahead, though, because you're not going to spoil it for me because I like I just wasn't interested. The last three or four episodes of that turn into Mandalorian season 2.5 and slash the, the the book of Baby Yoda. That's what it turns into. That's what's going to make me go watch it now. Yeah. Oh, wow. But you know what? You're absolutely right. Um, When they have a cash cow, they're going to do everything that they can to cash in on that cash cow. And it's sad because... Most of the merchandise becomes centered around that. It doesn't even become, I mean, it's, the story is about, it's supposed to be about a great Mandalorian bounty hunter. And it starts off that way. It yeah. starts off that way great. I'm like, oh my God, this show is amazing. This is what I have been wanting from Star Wars. You know, it's like when you go, when, you, when, when you're starving and you're hungry and somebody throws you a, a, a bag of your favorite potato chips, like, oh my God. I'm gonna I'm smash this because it's I love it. It's it's live. It's it felt real compared to the Star Wars that we had been given. And then now I'm looking at it like, what is this crap? You mean to tell me this guy has been a bounty hunter for how many years? Is all of a sudden going to get weak in the knees, and he can't even make? He, he, he's almost becoming incompetent in the job that he's that he's supposed to be doing. It's like, come on, man, guys. Why do we have to take such something that was so great? And if you like Boba Fett, because Boba Fett's one of all-time great characters, don't watch it. At least season one, hopefully season two, when they come out with it, the, the main character says, the main guy that plays him, um, says he wants the show to be more Boba-centric. He wants the real, raw, fierce Boba. The Boba Fett that we got in this is so weak. So, oh my God, it's so disappointing to see there's like really one good episode in it. And it's like the second episode, uh, the two or three episodes at the end where, you know, he's he has his. Um, yeah, the two or three episodes at the end, it's just like. I'm going to sit down and watch it starting tonight, man, because now you got my wheels turning because I actually made the attempt to start it but like i said to me that that very first episode i really couldn't get into it i don't blame you and i, I was just like no nah. so you know what man we're gonna get into this list before you make me hate star wars like you got me looking at it different now already like i'm well, picturing all these things in my mind and i'm like i already know you're gonna be upset in my in my in my rankings here so. I, we may not be too far behind but nah, we're gonna be all the way off are we gonna be all the way <laughs> off well okay well, based here, on this conversation so far, it's like, oh, here's what I have to say to you basically. Uh, you don't hate Star Wars because Star Wars is still great. This got like the, the older Star Wars stuff, 
don't like any of the new Star Wars stuff. If it's new characters, they're probably garbage. They're probably poorly written. They're probably... I hate saying female-centric because I feel like that's all Disney Star Wars is, and it comes off as me sounding... um, uh, It comes off of me sounding sexist or uh, chauvinist pig or anything like that, which I'm not. I want to see great female characters. I don't want to see female characters that's put out there just to put out a female it's, character it, and have her be forced, poorly written. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I, I don't want to be forced. Give like give me Princess Leia again. Give me a girl like a Mara Jade. Give me a girl like um, uh, a Padme. You know, give, there's so many others. A Shakti, a great Jedi warrior. Ashoka, which really is a Disney Star Wars creation, is maybe the best one. Gina Carano's uh, uh, character that she played in Mandalorian was great. Then they fired her. So, but look, yeah. the, the, the original the original six Star Wars films from The Phantom Menace to Return of the Jedi are great films. Um, watch those. Don't watch the last three that were made. Please just burn that from your memory and, and never force those onto your children because you have to call CBS on yourself. So you know what? That's perfect. That's a perfect transition into to this rankings. Now, how do you want to do it? Because I'm pretty sure I'm going to upset some people. Well, here, we'll start from the bottom and work our way up. All right. We, we could do like Drake, you know, you know, classic Drake. Start from the bottom. Now we're here. I mean, that's y'all super fans, so I know you know that song. <laughs> Although he was, he been putting money on everybody but UK after they, after man, they, uh, he, he done forgot about us, man. Like, honestly, though, and not to get sidetracked, I feel like that all was a recruiting tactic, and we know it. We know what was going on. Well, look, as long as you don't show up at Cameron Indoor, that's all that matters. <laughs> Tell us that's to go to Rupp. Shit. Right. Right. So, how I done mine was, uh, we all know Rogue One. Han Solo. I excluded those. Okay. I specifically just ranked the nine episodes. Okay. I enjoyed Rogue One. I thought Rogue One was interesting. I liked how they, you know, done that. The whole let's get the 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 uh and you want to know why? Because it felt real. It was you it felt like you right. were in a living, breathing world there that you know people were it, it didn't seem like everybody was incompetent. Right. And how it tied into a new hole. Like, like that was part, like they bridged the gap. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that was perfect. The Han Solo joint was entertaining. You know what I'm saying? I get it. So. <sighs> number nine for me. All right. Get ready to piss some people off. I know it. All right. The new hope. What? The new hope. <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll let you explain yourself before I have you hit the button. I, <laughs> a New Hope was just dry to me. Like, I get it. Okay. At that time, we're talking about a time period before I was even born. Correct. Same for me. You had to introduce this. And the fact that they're starting with episode four, I get it. But what made me a Star Wars fan... I like 
the fighting scenes. I like the action about it all. So waiting for that period to understand how all of this was being pieced together. It's like watching paint dry. That's kind of how I felt about a new hope. But then once you started getting towards the end of it and it all started kind of clicking or whatever, then okay, boom, I enjoyed it. But out of the nine episodes in terms of a entertainment value in the order where if somebody's like, here, you got to watch all nine of them. That's the one that's going to be last for me. All right. Well, whatever you do, don't ever say that to somebody that's a true Star Wars fan at all. Face. At all, because I already know to, to 99.9% of the people, that is by far the greatest one, hands down. And, and, and if you, in the words of my man, Jim Jones, you get your koofy smacked off. <laughs> so you say hit the button on that one. Yeah, hit the button. Yeah, so I already told you what I feel is the worst, and that's the Rise of Skywalker. It's absolute trash. It's some of the worst um, cinema movie making I've ever seen. And um, every Star Wars fan that knows his worth um, is Star Wars, you know, fandom fishing out like I am. They probably have it right there as well. I agree. A lot of critics um, have that one ranked as the worst. <laughs> you have a new hope. See, here's what we're going to do. You give your movie pick. I'll give my movie pick and then we'll see. I'll show you where I have it on my list. Um, I have a new hope uh, at number two. Okay. It's a classic. Um, really what established a fandom that you know, if it wasn't for that, it we're not talking about any of this right here. Um, multi multi billion dollar franchise starting film um, that you know inspires so much other uh, sci fi um, at at the time, or so, so much sci fi has been inspired by Star Wars because of a New Hope. Of um, just seeing Darth Vader come out and those opening scenes in the hallway like man get out my way all right dude dressed in all black voiced by james earl jones and stuff like that then you got han you know he shoots old boy first you know the millennium falcon you then you get the x-wings um the death star trench you know it's so much great uh things happen in that for me it's you know I, I just remember I remember going to the movie theater in 97 and watching that uh, for the 20th year anniversary that they re- did the remastered uh, release version and it's watching it and we, I had already seen it but like seeing it in the movie theater is incredible um, so yeah no, A New Hope number two for me is a, a cinematic classic one of the best movies of the 70s probably so I said, I, I respect it. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to downgrade or anything like that. Like I said, this is just based on entertainment value. And that's why I tell people, that's why I said it in the beginning of this conversation. It's like, I don't know if I put myself in the category. It's like, oh man, I'm a diehard mm-hmm. Star Wars. That's why I was like, I enjoy it because the stories are entertaining to me. Like I can sit down and watch that all day long. I get it. Um, and for entertainment purposes, um, I think that's one thing Disney and Mar- Disney Star Wars and Disney Marvel does very well. They know how to entertain 
um, their audience. They know, oh yeah, we're gonna put a big explosion right here. We're gonna do some fight yep. scenes. And I'm the sucking That's okay. I'm you the know, sucking it, and for it. And really, and really, it's, uh, entertainment purposes. You know, so a lot of people like to go into entertainment and just turn their mind off and enjoy it, and not have to think and worry about that stuff. That's fine. I, on one hand, I can't do that for everything. I'm sorry, and I just can't right. do it for Star Wars, especially for people that are like fans of the books and things like like you know the history of it all going into it so mm-hmm. you can't just turn a switch off when you're like Correct. okay i know you can't just lay a trail of breadcrumbs and it's just supposed to follow every single thing but at least stay on course for the most part mm-hmm. i get it i respect it number mm-hmm. eight for me we touched on it a little bit phantom menace okay Decent film, like we we touched on, it's like it had to start somewhere. So I enjoyed how they done that, but I was still kind of puzzled with the whole Anakin, this child beyond his years, like we got to free him from slavery. slavery. And then the whole like, the council was like, no, we don't want no parts of this. But then everybody else is like, no, we're going to do it anyway type thing. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, to me, that's kind of, it kind of contradicts itself in my mind. It's like the council is telling you we don't agree with this decision, but then it's like, no, he's the chosen one. Like it has to happen. And that's why I was just kind of like, ah. But then at that point in time, that was what, 99, I think? Yeah, 99. You started getting a lot of the computer-generated type things, and I was kind of turned off by that back then. Where now, I'm, you know, I appreciate it more, more. now. But it's like, at that point in time, it was like, once you watched those first three episodes, four, five, and six, and then you went and saw that, and it's like, you felt like it was being goofy. That's how I looked at it. I could kind of see that. I could kind of see that. Um, I know Yoda and the Phantom Menace is still animatronic, like he was in uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. I know he was still animatronic there. But it, it, here's where I have Phantom Menace as uh, my fifth best Star Wars film. Okay. And really, when you think about Phantom Menace, you know, of course, we're introduced to Obi-Wan as a young um, Jedi. You have Qui-Gon Jinn, um, who was his master and teacher. Uh, of course, Mace Windu, played by Samuel Jackson, was great to see on film. Wow. Uh, but really, episode one is really remembered for two really great scenes. And these scenes really make um, they they make the film, and I think they're probably uh, some of the most memorable scenes in all of Star Wars. When you go back look at the nine films all together, that's the pirate scene. We had never seen anything like that. The the sense of speed, um, the things that were that they're doing, and and really it's it's really visually stunning to watch and see for the first time, and the duel, the duel at the end, you know, of course, Obi-Wan 
and Qui-Gon versus Darth Maul. And we had never seen a fight like that ever because, you know, we're used to the episode four, Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. That's basically two old men going back with their with their sticks and stuff, with their lightsabers going back and forth. And, you know, same thing really in, uh, for the rest of the original trilogy. But then now we're seeing so much movement, people seeing so much, you know, flashing back and forth with the lightsabers. And then you have that opening scene where Darth Vader reveals himself to these guys and he's in his black robe and he points out his his lightsaber and one side lights up and the other side lights up like, oh my God, this man has two blades. Mind blown. Boom. Okay. That right there. And then plus the, the music that goes along with those scenes, I still hear it right now. It's it's iconic. That's an iconic Star Wars fight scene. It may be the best ever Star Wars fight scene right there. I can't I can't put it lower than five that, right there for me. This is gonna be perfect because you you're thinking along the same track as me mm-hmm. in terms of how I'm listing all this here. So we'll keep going. I put the Force Awakens at number seven. Okay. All right. Do you got a I, I agree E button? Because <laughs> I have it at seven as well. And that's one of those things where it's like, I get it. You have to introduce and recreate, draw people in type thing. But even watching that, it was, it was still too many questions that just kind of like, okay, how did y'all come up with this like how did we get here and i know at the time a lot of people was upset because it's like okay she just picks up a lightsaber and just starts swinging it finn picks up this lightsaber he's like how remember when i told you about the uh, classic bait and switch leading up to the film because we didn't know much they didn't give us much about it they they built it up as you know this was a new trilogy. We got this new big bad. The Empire still around somehow, uh, which we never got explained. Um, got Han, Luke, and Leia all in this film together. Um, that's where we were sold. But then we see this black guy that we don't know anything about. Then we have this uh, Ray that we don't know anything about and characters. And we see little BB-8, little cute little BB-8 who, you know, once again, another ploy to sell toys and merchandise by Disney. Um, You know what? It's true. It's true. So you get all that and we're all thinking, oh yes, the black guy is going to be the main character in this movie because once again, we didn't know and really, you start off, the black guy is a stormtrooper. You know, he's on this planet, whatever, and then you see Kylo Ren and he's black just like Darth Vader. We don't know that he's Darth Vader's grandson at the time. So we was like, oh, man, this dude must be trying to be the new Darth Vader. And then he stops the, the shot with his hand in the air. Had never seen that before. And it's like, man, this dude is really, like, powerful. Like, oh, man, this is a huge thing. And you see Finn basically uh, go AWOL from being, <laughs> which what he does, he goes AWOL, breaks out this guy that is a rebel uh, pilot who he doesn't know. It's like, hey, man, I'm ready to leave. I need you to fly me out of here, okay? You're just going to trust this random guy for no reason? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Those, and Those were the questions. I was just like, okay, like, 
now that's why I said earlier, I was like, now you pulling me in with the like the sloppy writing, yeah. like yeah. But, but then it gets better. It gets better because from there, all right, they escape together, they end up on the new Death Star planet, whatever, and Finn and Kylo Ren are facing off. Kylo Ren pulls out the lightsaber. He had that cool little scene with the lightsaber is blue and his lighting up his face and everything. And then he gets mollywopped. And then guess who comes out of nowhere to save him? <laughs> guess who comes out of nowhere to save him? Ray, the bestest ever, comes out of nowhere. She pulls a lightsaber and she's never held a lightsaber before, but oh yeah, I'm going to know what to do. And now she's swinging yeah. and going up against Kylo Ren, who was trained by the greatest Jedi of all time and his uncle, Luke Skywalker, and she's going bar for bar with them with the lightsaber, which, once again, she's never held before ever. And they're on his planet that's falling apart. He, she manages to wound him. He is so mad. Oh, let, she lets him get away and everything like that. She saves Finn and, and this all this stuff. And we're led to believe that Finn and Ray are going to fall in love and have this. I was mad about that. You're right. I will say that I was mad about that because I just knew as this progressed, that's what was going to happen. And I don't yeah. know if that was one of those things where once you start started reading the feedback and things like that, it's almost like, nah, we can't we can't let that go. Yeah, but. Yeah. You, you know what's crazy when it comes to Disney Star Wars and this film in particular, like um, the feedback, I was not, um, I didn't hate Finn's character. I just thought he was poorly written. Um, he did the best that he could do with what he was done. And that's the reason why he came out with the backlash after those films came out. It's like they wasted my character, which they did because the director for episode seven, J.J. Abrams, did not sign on for episode eight. They gave it to Ryan Johnson. And Ryan Johnson took everything that J.J. Abrams did with episode seven and said, hey, you know, you see my hat right here? Can you see my hat? Yeah, this is episode seven. Yeah, I'm going to throw it down the hallway here, all right? Because <laughs> we're not doing any of that stuff anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah, you educate me now, man. That's why I was just like, I, I get it. I get why a lot of people were upset with how those last three episodes went. Yeah. So it moves me to number six. All right. Attack of the Clones. Man, once again, need to hit the button because I agree with you on there. Okay. Okay. There we'll, we go. We'll, we'll clap it up for that. Clap it up. At clap least it up. Somewhere on, on the same wavelength. Again, entertainment, brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like, I can sit down and watch that. Um, fight scenes, flashy lights, like you said, explosions. The uh, introduction of Django Fett, the father of Boba Fett. Yeah. Um, was that incredible? Uh, you have the fight scene between Yoda and Count Dooku at the end of the film. Uh, once again, we had never seen anything like that, just like we had never seen uh, Darth Maul versus Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan like that, but I think it was so surprising because we had always seen Yoda as a short, stocky, you know, like, two-foot-nothing character, 
And then you see Count Dooku, who's this old, wise, you know, grandmaster and stuff like that. And like, Yoda, what are you about to get destroyed? And he whips at that thing. He pulls out his, and, yeah. and he's ah, jumping all over and flip, flip, doing the flip, doing the flip flop. You know, man, like, man, look, that was incredible. Absolutely. Was, and, and for that to come at the end after you saw Qui-Gon. Not quite. Gone. After you see Count Dooku take out Obi Wan and Anakin back to back, and it's like, wow. But here's the thing, though, because here's where I appreciated the whole entire thing because even as it started out, you started seeing the little signs of Anakin slowly making that transition. Like mm-hmm. he's just refused to listen. Like you saw that that thirst starting to form for he wants to have this power or he's like, I know I'm going to be the greatest Jedi ever. They just don't see it type thing. Yeah. Anakin Skywalker is the biggest case of feeling himself too much. Exactly. And it's like, all right, boom. First thing he runs straight in, gets his arm cut off for just losing his mind, just reacting. And then when you, Fast forward to the Obi-Wan series, and it's like me watching that. It's like, okay, you're still looking at it in the sense of this is a young Darth Vader mm-hmm. still angry at what happened following episode three, and he still hasn't learned. Like, he's just react. Like, there's no thought into it, and that's where I was entertained by it, and I actually enjoyed it because I'm like, I'm looking at it from that perspective. Like, Obi-Wan is still miles ahead of him in terms of wisdom and this guy's just what even all the pulling ships out of the sky and breaking things and this and that like even with all that power you still don't have the wisdom and that's how all of it like it made sense to me i was looking at it like okay this is young darth vader yeah but you have to remember this is a guy that's been darth vader for 10 years so you mean to tell me, and once again, it goes back to poorly written, not well thought out. You mean to tell me this guy, okay, we saw him do some incredible scenes, do some incredible stuff in episode five, do some incredible stuff with Obi-Wan in episode three or four, basically, um, to where, you know, we were shown just how powerful this guy could be and like you mean to tell me all of a sudden he doesn't have control you what what do you like it doesn't make sense it doesn't it 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 only makes sense because the writers were trying to do something that they shouldn't have been doing to begin with that's the only way it makes sense that's fair that's fair. But argue. episode six, a great film. You saw Mace Windu um, fighting Jango Fett, which was short-lived for Jango Fett. But <laughs> that whole scene with them in the um, in the Coliseum fighting against yeah. um, fighting against those animals when they're supposed to be getting um, eaten to death and stuff, that was cool. Uh, the sound for that um Really, that's where <laughs> it's funny. The you see the slave one, which was Jango Fett Starship, 
and it launches out that mine and that mine just explodes in those asteroids and it gives like a classic star wars it's it's iconic sound that you know you can they say some pictures you can't hear a picture if i were to see that picture of that i can hear that i know what that sounds like i've heard it i've seen it like it's iconic and those movies from the prequel and the original star wars gave you those great moments you don't get any of that stuff from the new they don't have any of those great moments they don't get oh man that's nobody's talking about any of those scenes from uh the the sequel trilogy three four years later you know because they're not worth talking about they're all garbage yeah but continue this this is where you're gonna be upset (laughs) that's fine that's fine i i I got the time number five man the rise of skywalker for a lot of the things that you have already mentioned in this conversation. And again, me not knowing a lot of the background stories and following books and things like that. Mm-hmm. I go into a movie theater with zero expectations. I have no idea what's getting ready to happen or none of that. So when they start introducing and saying things, I'm blown back. Like I'm full wow mode. Okay. And the fight scenes, the lights, they're fighting on the water. The only blowback that threw me off was when she started healing old buddy. Like, oh, yeah. With I'm the, like, the, the force heal that she hadn't been shown or hadn't been taught how to use or anything like, like that. Like, yeah. now y'all just turning this into a circus. But from an entertainment value, oh, yeah, it's great. I enjoyed it. Oh man, people were definitely eating that popcorn, getting it. Right. Oh man, I couldn't believe it. I've, right. I've never seen it in real life. I just played in video games like that. Oh, so exactly. I'm glad you said it because I commented, I think it was on, on your post or somebody's post, and I was like, the old school joint, I can't remember if it was on PS3, PS4, The Force Awakens, the video yeah. game. Yeah. It's like, I loved it. Like, mm-hmm. you sitting there moving stuff and this and that. So it's like, the. Episodes four, five, and six, you got a small taste of it, but with the advancement of technology and being able to do all that, it's like now with these newer episodes, they're able to use their imagination and just give you all this special effects type stuff. So for somebody like me, I was blown blown away by it. But for somebody that's like a diehard, we know what's going on. It's like, okay. This is overkill. So I, I get it. Where do you have, you, you already said the Rise of Skywalker is dead last, right? Dead last. <laughs> and, and here's another thing that's that's really funny. You the, the fight on the the water. Uh, what's it? I even hate that I remember most of this movie. <laughs> like that whole scene, like once again, Luke only trained her for about like that minutes, right? He but you trained- know, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, pause real quick. I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. You could, because I will say that's another thing that I did not like. I felt like they could have done so much more with Luke. Of course. So go ahead. My bad. No, so much could have been done with Luke. Like what we see with Luke is 
in episode we haven't gotten to the last jedi yet but it was an emasculated man he was <laughs> what we last see of luke skywalker at the end of episode 6 he is he's defeated the emperor he's overcome uh, so much defeated his father, but has also saved his father at the end as well. Re- had his father help have his father redeem himself and come back to the light. And we see Luke as a strong character, this man that's going to, you know, rebuild the force. And he's going to hopefully have a Jedi Academy. He's going to do all these great things and, 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 and do so many great things and to help the the people of the galaxy and when we see him again he's a hermit drinking walrus milk space walrus milk that's what he's doing yeah okay that's what we see him doing next but that's we'll talk more about the last Jedi uh in a moment um rise of skywalker so you know the scene at the end and first of all i i i bashed the planet that he the emperor was hiding on I bash that because it deserves to be bashed. Because how how is the world? And I, I hate I hate this anytime I do it. Oh yeah, it's this planet that's so far away to get to. You need this secret like GPS system to even navigate your way to it. And then when you navigate to it, you're gonna be flying through all this other. Like what in the world? Like are you guys coming up with? There's that's that was just stupid. But the planet did look cool, you know. It had the lightning all over the place. You know what I'm big, saying I was just in there eating it all up. This big what? giant, this big giant stone cube that had the lightning in it, and then you eventually see all these, you know, people. You didn't see your faces, but you saw these people that's in there. Like, like the emperor had this big party at all times. You just in there, that's chilling with them at all times and stuff like that. You had that, but then here's the real kicker. Okay, you had all these thousands and thousands of all these uh starships underneath the ground one why why why'd you build all these if you had all these starships all this time why would you keep thousands of them hidden underground and each of these starships is as powerful as one death star each of them each of them has a laser that can literally blow up a planet okay and yet, these starships are not smart enough or not powerful enough to navigate out of the atmosphere of the planet that they were built on. They need a little satellite dish, okay? They need a satellite dish that's located on the ground to be able to help them to navigate out of the planet's atmosphere. One, that's stupid and poorly written and lazy. Then after that, you have Lando using Millennium Falcon comes out of hyperspace with just like two minutes of warning, blasts a signal to every ship that he can find, okay, to come to this planet that nobody else could, once again, nobody else knew how to navigate to this planet, but yet Lando <laughs> is able to lead thousands and thousands of random spaceships to this planet to fight the Empire once again. And here's a kicker. 
they win. How? 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 This incompetence, that's the only way you can explain it, is massive, massive incompetence and poorly written. Poorly written. That's the reason why this is the worst Star Wars film for me. My mind is completely blown. Yeah, oh but but then but then you have at the end once again you have Ray Skywalker no Ray Palpatine okay <laughs> she has a one on one battle with the Emperor now granted the Emperor by all intents and purposes is one of the most evil and yet most powerful beings in the Star Wars galaxy Ray is able to use force ghosts to give her power a power that we've never seen happen before to defeat the emperor i'm gonna have to watch this tonight and i'm gonna no, sit down and please watch don't please from don't. a whole different no you got my, you got my mind open man like I, I i'd rather you watch the 2015 final four game that's really i'd rather you watch that I'd rather you watch that. I wouldn't wish this on you again, my brother. I wouldn't wish this on you again, man. <laughs> she takes then, then she defeats her grandfather, the emperor, okay, and then takes the name of the greatest. Oh she, my god. Once again, the rise of God, the all these names are terrible. The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, The Rise of Skywalker, they're all terrible. It's gonna be called Crap One, Crap Two, and Crap Three, the end. Thank God. You win. You okay. Win. So uh number four, I don't even I don't even want to go into depth on that. Uh I put the last Jedi. Okay. <laughs> so I'm assuming that's eight for you. That is eight. Okay. That is eight. All and, right. The only cool scene in The Last Jedi, okay? First of all, The Last Jedi had a bunch of terrible scenes. I already mentioned the stuff with Luke and Rey. The stuff where they had to go to that planet to find the guy at the space casino or whatever, that stuff is terrible. Everything else with the movie is terrible, except for one scene that has any lasting memory. And that is the fight scene in the um, in Snoke's throne room on the ship but even then that scene is so poorly choreographed if you slow watch go back and watch that scene ray should have been cut to a thousand pieces about 18 times by the 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 emperor's um very cool looking but very useless bodyguards should have been cut to a thousand pieces a thousand times yeah um so yeah that was not um that was the only redeemable uh moment from that film so let's just let's get into it my top three i don't even want it like oh my god you just really like and from from listening to all of that it's like now episodes seven eight and nine is like damn like you can't argue that no it's like (laughs) it's like it's like looking at a bag full of dog crap and then, oh, it's another bag of dog crap. And no, oh, it's a bigger bag of dog crap at the end. Thank God. Oh, okay. wow. Thank God. Number three, Empire Strikes Back. 
very interesting that you had this as number three. Let's give our let's give our our final top three. So you have Empire Strikes Back at three. So give me your two and one. Return of the Jedi number two. Okay. Ninja the Sith to me is the all time like that is by far my favorite. That is, it don't get better than that to me. I I, I think that's respectable. Respectable. Um for what we see there at the end. I have Revenge as number four. I have um, Return of the Jedi as number three. And I have Empire Strikes Back as one. Um, Empire Strikes Back, uh, for me, that battle on Hoth was just so incredible to me as a kid and seeing that. Um, Then you had Luke going to Dagobah and training with Yoda. And then you had everything else that happened with those guys while he's training. You know, they go to Lando. And Lando, you know, is cool, suave, debonair, black guy. First time we've seen a black guy in, in Star Wars. You know, he's like, a, he's like a space pimp, but he ran everything. You know, he was like, <laughs> he, he was like, uh, he was like, what's my man, uh, uh, Dave from American Gangster that uh, Denzel Washington played? Frank Lucas? Yeah, he was Frank Lucas, but he wasn't running, he wasn't running uh uh Blue Magic, you know. He was running <laughs> he was running Bestman City. That's what he was doing. So That's you know fair. He, he he was fresh, you know, he was running everything, but then you know he had really he had Darth Vader come in. Yet uh Boba Fett get introduced really to us for the first time. And you know, that thing that that line was what did he say, uh He's like, that's not the agreement that we had. The agreement has changed, and let's pray, let's hope I don't change it anymore. Yeah, like that was really, really cool. Um, but yeah, that 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 movie, and then the ultimate, uh, what is it? Um, cliffhanger at the time, probably it's probably one of the, the five greatest reveals in cinema history. Uh, when Luke is like, "You killed my father," he's like, "No." I am your father. Mind blown. Like what? Like yeah. how? What? Yeah. What? I, that's your father the whole time. This was your father, and it's like crazy. So that that whole movie, the way it was shot, the how it looks, um, the the great moments, the characters we were introduced to, um, it's one of the all time greats. Um. Return of the Jedi, another great movie. The uh, one of the best. Um, when you think of trilogy movies that are really good, that where the tri- where the movie comes to an end at the trilogy, Return of the Jedi may be the best. You know, you think about what other great ones. Godfather Three isn't really the greatest. Um, uh, Matrix Revolutions was good um, for me. Um, a lot of people didn't like it. I liked it. Uh, I'm trying to think of another three. See, there's there aren't very many. A lot of times when you get a lot of big movie um, sequels, they go four, five, and six, or unless you go Fast and Furious, which is going to go to Fast and Furious 15 probably. Um, <laughs> so it was a great ending to a story that we were given. It wrapped everything up really great. At like I said, it had the redemption. Of Vader at the end, you had um, the Empire. We had the Emperor really get to see him on screen for the first time. I think really 
when you see him on screen, you really get a true sense of just how powerful the Empire is and how massive they are. I mean, you see him walking out of the ship. He got the whole like star bay, whatever, um, hangar bay that's packed with nothing but his people. And he comes out that he comes out that thing dressed in black with his red um Imperial Guard next to him, like, what up, y'all? I own this thing. All right. Yeah. Take take me to my suite real quick. All right. Yeah. Me and my, hey Vader, come with me. We gotta walk and talk, baby. All right. I ain't stopping for nobody. All right. That's you oh, saw right. how how much of a boss he really was. Um, the only my only gripe with Return of the Jedi is I hate the Ewoks. I knew I you were going there. Hate the Ewoks. And that to me, they were hilarious. Like. I don't know. Maybe a lot of people's like, man, that's cheesy. That's whatever. But I was like, to me, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I always got a kick out of it. Well, and, and once again, like I said, the same thing earlier, Baby Yoda, BBA, Ewoks. They're all there to sell merchandise. Stuffed teddy bear Ewoks. Come on now. Baby Yoda's everywhere. You go get Baby Yoda balloon, Baby Yoda poster, Baby Yoda on your T-shirt, BB-8s on your T-shirt as well. You know, that's all. They're all there for merchandise. They're plot fillers. Like that's to fair. think, to think that, and this is like I said, this is my biggest gripe with the uh, Return of the Jedi. The Death Star Two is this massive, massive Death Star that's bigger than the original Death Star. And its only vulnerability is this little bitty like shield base on this planet that is guarded by all these stormtroopers, but yet these stormtroopers cannot outsmart these little three foot, four foot nothing teddy bears on this planet. <laughs> like, come on now, man, really? That's fair. That's fair. And yeah. That's why I feel like how you feel about Return of the Jedi is how I feel about Revenge of the Sith, because it's like growing up, you know, what I'm saying my, me and my brother are six years apart, so he's older than me. So he was the diehard Star Wars person. OK, I got turned on to Star Wars because he was watching it and I'm a young kid sitting there soaking it all in. And um, I was in college when they done the uh the anniversary set for I don't, I don't know what year it was um of episodes four five and six because i have it on dvd the little gold box and all that oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah but i was pissed off excuse my language because i hated how you started noticing where java had been redone redone <laughs> like why like why so when you watch episodes one and two and you you see java move i'm like that was foreign to me but once i saw episode three and this is when all the puzzle pieces just started connecting you see anakin just completely lose it now he's completely turned to the dark side you see how they done flipped the whole like everything and then the way it ended, that whole like that to me is one of the excuse me, one of the best fight scenes between him and Obi-Wan. Oh yeah. Like it doesn't get any better than that. And that's why 
when I saw the, oh, you know, going back to the whole, how this conversation even came about, you're watching the Obi-Wan series and it just, it gave you that feel again to me. Like I'm watching this and I'm looking at them going back and forth. And now all I keep hearing is, is you saying, man, here, let's throw an explosion here. <laughs> let's throw an explosion there. And that's how they kind of pulled us into it. But Revenge of the Sith was, to me, it was just, it was perfect, man. Like, that whole, like, he's like, I have the higher ground. It's yeah. so, he's so angry, so, to where he's not even thinking. thinking. And then, boom, he jumps up, and then he, and then he hits the ground, and he has no limbs. And I'm sitting there like, what in the world? And then he's like, I hate you. I hate you. Like that to me was like that whole scene in its own self to me was like, that was just fire. Like that was dope. And then the whole purpose of him going to the dark side, you felt like he had good reasoning for it. Unfortunately, if you go that route, there's only bad things that can come from it. But overall, his intentions were, I have to save Padme at, at all costs. And it costs. And it costs him everything. Exactly. So it's like, you see that, you get introduced to Luke and Leia. Mm -hmm. You see Darth Vader come together. And then even out the gate, when he tells him that she died and him just crushing everything, like he's, he's still chained down to this table but he just crushed everything. And it's like, now all of it comes together for me. And at that point, I was just like, dude, like this is by far the dopest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, that was, I think the last, I think from the moment, from the moment where it's revealed that Emperor Palpatine or that Darth Sidious is Chancellor Palpatine mm -hmm. by Anakin to Mace Window to Mace Windu and the Jedi Council. I think that movie right there really gets good and everything. So the last third, last two thirds of Revenge of the Sith are really good. I thought it was when the movie opened and you see that great epic space battle seeing above Coruscant, I thought that was really good. There were some parts in it where the droids were talking that I thought was goofy and corny and cheesy that I don't like, but the scene where uh, Palpatine is sitting on the chair and Count Dooku and Anakin fight again in a rematch and Anakin just bop, 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 and he ends up chopping his arms off and he's sitting down there on the ground and Emperor looks at him, who the Emperor's been teaching him as well and he's like, finish him. And he, Dooku looks over at him like this big eye, like, what you're gonna have? And slices his head off. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you you yeah. met my new my new my new boy is gonna take yeah. care of my business real quick. That was cool. In Order 66, um amazing. Yeah, just the execution of that because we don't we don't know how the movie is going to go about ending um uh, the war. And ending, you know, all these Jedi, because there's tons of Jedi out there, but at the same time, all these Jedi are fighting with these clones. Exactly. 
And when it hit, it's like, oh no, like, oh my God, like so many of these guys that you know you liked. And yeah, it was it it's was up there, and that's why it's like it's hard to go against the original. Like you try everything in your power to protect the original, like mm-hmm. four, five, and six. And that's why when everybody's like new hope is at the bottom, it's not out of you know, like it was a bad movie. Again, my list is just entertainment. But Revenge of the Sith, man, it's like you can't argue it at well, all. It, and what Revenge of the Sith gets right in, in the end is showing the pain that Anakin um, goes through and his transformation to Darth Vader. And you see that, and you see him being manipulated yeah. to feel this way by Palpatine, which for Palpatine, it was like, man, this is the easiest. I didn't have to train Darth Maul. I didn't got Count Dooku on my side. I had to deal with General Grievous and get him to be one of my guys. Anakin Skywalker is easy compared to these right. other dudes, man. Only thing I got to tell him is some story about being able to save somebody from the dead and not have to do it in the end, man, sign me up for this dude, exactly. man. Exactly. And so, that's perfect. That's perfect. And this is how we can we can tie it all back in and we can wrap it up because I'm glad we had this conversation. Yes. And that's why I, I laid it out in the beginning. I was like, this can be an educational opportunity for me to understand you're not the only person that feels like that. Like, there is tons of people that felt that way. So with me saying Revenge of the Sith is the top of the top for me, and then you sit down and you watch the Obi-Wan series, and then you see that this goes all the way back to where Vader killed the younglings, and then here's this chick that was a part of that scene, and that's how I'm sitting there, like, fully entertained. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what, so when I saw your post and it's like, this was bad. This was bad. And I was just like, how? How? Because but here's I get the, your perspective now. It, here's the thing. It just, it, it, it doesn't make sense because we were seeing what we, what we were shown in the scenes of um, Order 66 from every vantage point is, you know, once they got a Jedi down, they made sure he was down. There's a scene in Revenge of the Sith where one girl is lit up, lit up. Yeah. Another dude is lit up, all right? They made sure you were down and down for the count. And so just to think, like, once again, all <laughs> these younglings, Anakin goes and kills with no problem. And just one, just one black girl just happens to be the one. <laughs> she just happens to be the one that survives, somehow survives getting ran through with a lightsaber. Okay. And then from there, she survives. She somehow is able to make it out of Jedi Temple and live on the streets of Coruscant until she's found by Inquisitors. And Quizzers, you know, it's like, you know what? We're going to bring you within our ranks. We're going to make you one of us. 
don't question her past. Don't figure out, you know, oh, she. this was a youngling at the Jedi Temple that, you know, you were... Uh, no, 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 no. We're just going to let her be groomed by one of us and see what she does. And she does all this other stuff. She does does the, the Inquisitor's bidding. She goes around, you know, capturing other Jedi, looking for other Jedi, killing anybody that gets in their way. You saw on the show, she cut a lady's hand off, which I thought was pretty cool, by the way. Uh, cut it off with the quickness. Like, okay, we'll see what we, want. we may have maybe going somewhere. And then just for it all to come back to Darth Vader knew the entire time. Really? Oh, wow. Okay. And he hits her with, you think <laughs> I didn't know, young Link? You think I didn't know? Dang. And, and, and then once again, like I said, she ends up, she be, she is, once again, it's so stupid. You had, we've seen this dude, we've seen Anakin Skywalker literally cut through people with, like it was nothing, okay? Oh. We saw it in Rogue One, we saw it in Episode 3, like I said, with Count Dooku. We've seen him be able to do it like it's nothing. So, to see him leave such an important character that we knew was trying to kill him alive why why the only reason they did that because they want to give reva her own show that is what they're going to do you win i'm i'm blown away yeah and not to and not to not to mention that once again like i said i'd rather show not have happened because now when you watch episode four you're be like why is luke like not remembering or not talking about oh yeah jedi you know what i remember being chased by an evil jedi all those years ago when i was 10 they came to my house they fought with my aunt and uncle uh and, and they, i was running through the canyon trying to get away and then bam i fell and hit my head and i don't remember anything about that but i knew it was a jedi i knew it was a, one of those dark jedi I can't remember their name. It was some black lady, I think. Because, <laughs> but yeah, you know. Wow. Once again, I, like I said, I'd rather them have not made this show. Because once again, for continuity's sake, it's terrible for the show. For lore's sake, it's terrible. For this absolute, like, canon, it just, like, it's, it's absolutely terrible. And it reminds me of, um, I don't know, you probably didn't watch the show, but there's a show I like that's, um, or I, I like the Halo shows, or I like the the, uh, what is it? Uh, God dang it. It's, I'm a huge Halo fan, okay? I read the books, I played the games. I know about what goes on. And in the Halo show that was on Paramount Plus, they absolutely took everything that was great about Halo. And like my hat that I threw down the hallway, that's what they did because they went another episode. They went a, a completely different direction. And somebody said that the Halo, it was an ad adaptation that tries to reinvent the source material and not adapt to it. What this Obi-Wan Kenobi show did was they tried to reinvent the characters of the original trilogy that we've seen not adapt to them. Okay. They tried to take what we already knew 
and basically retcon everything. And they did a poor job of doing it. They did an absolute poor job of doing it. And that was my whole reason why I said Star Wars. Disney Star Wars is bad. Disney Marvel is bad. And all this stuff with Disney is just to put people in seats, just to get content on their streaming service, just so they can make more money. But hey, it's going perfectly well for Disney Star for Disney as a whole right now because their stock price is the same exact stock price as what it was eight years ago. The same exact price. <laughs> you know what? You can't follow up with that at all. I try to be real that's, with people, man. I try. To that's be where we gonna drop the mic, man. This is a great conversation, man, and I'm gonna make sure I hashtag it out. Hopefully, Star Wars fans from everywhere come so across too. this in some shape, form, or fashion because this was a great conversation, man. Like, I, I hope so too, time. man. You know, I, I I could talk Star Wars for days. I could talk sports for days. Things I'm passionate about, I have. Right great knowledge about so i appreciate you having me back here i like the poster on the wall is that t mac i can't really tell who that is right here yeah is that that's uh monk uk monk okay yeah okay that's malik monk okay now i see the jordan on the wall that you got you got the man right there all right that's there who's that above that in that picture with their beloved uh, above malik monk in that that's uh, LeBron, K-Love, and J.R. Smith on ring Okay. Night. Got it. It's, got it. Got it. Okay. Oh, that's you, that's you on the court. On, on oh, ring night, man. I'm a oh, LeBron guy, dog. I'm a LeBron guy. We definitely going to have to chop it up uh, about sports. And like I said, man, you, you bring a lot of insight to conversations. And that's why oh. I really wanted to have this one. We'll, we'll bring more, you know, and like I said, I still want to talk about the Rolling Stones 200 rap we, list because I can, I can, yeah, I got to go in on that one because, man, whew. that was, yeah, that was bad too. We might we do a, a part two on that. That might be a two part or we, yeah, and that's talk honestly about, like that's, that's how I'm trying to figure out how to tie that in because that's such a large list. list and how to box that into, an actual conversation because that list that they came up with, it was just all over the place. And nah, absolutely, absolutely gross and disgusting to see some of the albums that are on there from people that don't even people that just barely been out facts. And you don't have, I'm not a game fan. His music is great, but to not have the documentary more facts. Are you kidding me? And you have Montero. I don't even want to get into. I said we we did. I don't know what episode it was, but I we done a top ten albums and top ten this and that. So that would be perfect. So we'll set it up, man. Like I said, I definitely appreciate your time, man. It was a dope conversation. I'm gonna get this put up here and uh, shout out to all the people who have subscribed to the YouTube channel. Um, like I said, this is on all streaming services. So just appreciate the support, man. Yeah, it's no problem, man. Like I said, you know, it's it's great. And I know you said LeBron is one of the best players in the NBA right now, but my man Luka Doncic is, you know, so I had had to tell you that I press a button that I disagree. But you know what? That's all right. We can get about that in another day, you know. <laughs> my man Luka gonna be the future. So just be wait, just be ready and waiting. All right. I do agree there, man. Definitely. So appreciate you, bro. We out. No problem, man. Be easy. God bless. Hey!
ass toasted. Yeah. No competition. I'm Nisha Coastal. Yeah. I feel so high. I feel so live. My body's in the twine. I'm Nisha Coastal. I feel so live. And I know why that I can't deny. I'm Nisha Coastal. Giddy, fine wine. Fools, mock liquor. Wish me I'm high class.